Hey, community fans, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, consider backing me on Patreon and becoming a patron uh, for as little as two bucks a month. It is really helpful for me uh, to keep things going and uh, keep the podcast moving forward. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Luke Matthews, for being on Six Seasons and a Podcast. Hooray! Clap, clap, Hooray. clap. <laughs> um, so, uh, Six Seasons and a Podcast um, is, is, is kind of this idea where I wanted to go through episodes and connect with fans and writers and producers and, um, you know, people who made community great because it wasn't just, you know, uh, you know, I would love to talk to Danny Pudi or, or Joel McHale, but, you know, the people that really made uh, Community Special were you know, obviously the writers and, and producers and, you know, Dan Harmon. But I think, um, to me, watching uh, and, and seeing the, the groundswell of, of fans, I mean, that's the reason why I kept coming back, because uh, uh, the fans were so excited about uh, and really passionate about the show. So... Um, I want to talk to some uh, some interesting fans out there, and, and we connected on Twitter, and I was like, hey, you know, I need some people to, you know, kind of learn and, and do this with, and you were like, come on, yeah, I'll do it. So <laughs> thank you, Luke, for uh, for joining uh, us on this voyage. Um, Not a problem. I'm excited to do it. Cool, cool, great. So um, you're an interesting dude, and um, what, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on on community and and you know we have an episode uh, social psychology to to walk through as well um sure but uh you know before we do that i i think um i'd love to know um more about you so your morning morning co-host on kioa 93.3 in and yep. uh, des moines iowa right that's right awesome the google worked <laughs> yeah <laughs> great yeah. i found the right one yeah i found <laughs> uh awesome I, um so uh yeah so i i think it'd be great to you know tell me um uh about being a, a radio dj i mean can i call you a dj is that offensive oh, sure. is that an offensive term? no no well you know terms no, change quickly and, and I, you know i don't want oh yeah it's like airline stewardess i don't want to call you a radio dj no cool <laughs> So you, um, so how long you been doing that? Uh, I've been in radio actually since I was in high school. I worked at my high school radio station, so um, I've been doing it for the better part of twenty five years. And the great thing about being in radio is that we are all about being on top of pop culture. Hmm. So you know, in a in a roundabout way, uh, watching TV and consuming. Uh, all different kinds of media is kind of part of my job. And uh, that was sort of what brought me to really start to love uh, shows like Community and, and many others that I still love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and um, I, I, that's great. I think um, what I see from a show like this, my it started with like a show like Scrubs where. Yes. Which is another one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah. I, I absolutely love Scrubs. 
and and uh, and Scrubs is great because in why why I love I could tell from Community there was like this thing that there's got to be a connection here and and sure enough if you if you really like dive into it um uh so you know Neil Goldman and um uh, Garrett Donovan are producers on Community they came over from Scrubs they're producers and writers um, yep. from Scrubs um. Who else? Uh, so Tim Hobart is uh, who wrote the previous episode. He wrote um, episode three, the intro to film, along with uh, another guy who I forget his name. But um, Tim and um, you remember Donnie on Scrubs, the intern? Oh, sure. That's Tim. Yeah, Hom- yeah. That's Tim Hobart's, Hobart's brother, and he uh-huh. was a writer on Scrubs too. So um, there's like there's definitely this connection between. Um, uh, scrubs and community and and it's that you know meta humor that, that you know dan Harmon takes it to a whole different level um uh but yeah that, that's great I, I that's um what i see from uh from your job i'm, I'm jealous um and so uh, but i have a question though do you do you kind of have to like the songs that you listen like have to play or i mean are you when you sought out this job you're like this is the job i want because i, I love this type of music is that how does that work um, I, I think radio people in general are kind of uh, unicorns when it comes to music. A lot of us like uh, all different styles of music. Uh, I mean, I know that there are definitely some who work in uh, specific genres that, you know, they wanted to get into that genre because it's the music they love. But, you know, I, I love all different styles of music. And I've, I've worked for several different stations throughout my career, yeah. whether it be a, a top 40 station or kind of a uh, an adult contemporary or what some people might call an easy listening station. I've sure. worked for a hard rock station and, you know, the station that I work now uh, is considered uh, classic hits. So it's, you know, songs from the seventies and oh, the eighties yeah. and, and kind of tiptoeing into the nineties, which for me, I mean, that that's kind of the music I grew up with. So it's really in my wheelhouse. Um, so it's definitely, you know, stuff that I like. I've, I've, I've been lucky to, to be exposed to many different styles of music. So it's most often it's, it's hard to find a, a genre that I don't like. Sure. And, and you're probably meeting all sorts of people who, you know, are coming from different backgrounds and, you know, I, I think we get in this type of, I won't get political, but I'll just say like, we, we get so like segmented and like, well, this is what I like. And I don't like that. You're in a job where it's like, no, I just get to meet people and that's awesome. And, and, oh yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> so I, I feel like I, that's what I'm doing. I get to meet people, and uh, um, I'm, uh, it's pretty awesome. Actually, next episode, I'm interviewing one of the writers from the show. Fantastic. Yeah, and I actually have um, – it's working out that there's a bunch of people who are um, who are saying yes to, to being interviewed and doing the podcast, which um, – um, which is why I need to get really professional with you right now in this next <laughs> 45 minutes or so. Um, so far, so good, Alex. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, a little bit a little bit more. I, I have um, I, only because I saw it on Twitter and I, I thought it would be a great s- story. You need to tell, um, you know, uh, first, have you met any, any – who's your favorite person that you've met? Do you have anyone? Oh, geez. Um, Yeah. And I've, uh, you know, again, being in radio, you get a lot of opportunities to meet uh, a lot of different uh, people throughout the entertainment industry, primarily uh, in the music industry. Um, I mean, man, I guess uh, I I would say maybe Garth Brooks was probably the coolest. I got I got to interview Garth Brooks uh, briefly uh, a couple of years ago, and he was just uh, he is as nice as can be. 
Um, you know, Taylor Swift is a is a genuinely really nice person. Uh, you know, it's it's actually it's more rare to to run into people who are not so nice, uh, and especially when it comes to the people that they know are in radio because musicians tend to treat radio people even maybe a little bit differently than fans because they know that uh, radio is sort of responsible for you know the level of success that they've reached so they they, they do tend to t- uh, treat us a little bit differently yeah uh, but I mean for the most part most musicians and people in the industry are, are very kind yeah so I, I was a professional musician for a little while and, and was in some bands and I, yeah I can I can agree that you you definitely want to treat those um, that uh, are gatekeepers uh, pretty well. Um, you want to treat fans well too, because they're the, they're the consumers that are purchasing. Um, Obviously. So I, I guess uh, you've got to take it out on someone, uh, but, <laughs> they, <laughs> but it's not, luckily it wasn't you. Um, so then t- tell me about the time you met Carrie Underwood. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet her on two different occasions. Yeah. Um, on uh, a couple of different concert tours uh the first time around well actually i guess i would say two and a half uh the very first time i ever had an interaction with her was actually the uh the american idol tour that uh went out shortly after she won Hmm. and they that's you know the ones where they go out with like the top 10 contestants and they you know all do covers and then you know the winner gets to come out and kind of do like a mini full set and um I was actually uh, photographing the show and the way that they had the photographers kind of move around rather than having us move around in front of the stage, um, they were actually moving us and they would have us go back behind the stage or backstage and then come out on the other side. And so there was this instance where they were like, Hey, you know, Carrie's going to come out. And so we're going to take you around to the other side of the stage. And as we were walking around backstage, Carrie actually came up and just as she was walking by, I gave her a little fist bump and said, Hey, have a great show. And she's like, thank you very much. You know, and that like back then when she was like still very thick, like Mm -hmm. Oklahoma accent. Um, So, but but on the other uh, occasions, you know, they were just kind of your, your average everyday meet and greet kind of a thing. Uh, She's very sweet. (laughs) The thing I always tell people is that she smells very good. She always has some sort of like, perfume or lotion on that is just like i don't know i it just I goes with the look you're like oh, yeah everything like, about well, this yeah that's great of, of course a, a, an absolutely beautiful person would have the most alluring you know scent whether it be lotion or perfume or whatever so yeah. for some reason that was something that always stuck out with me i was like yeah she always smells really good and she's always very very kind nice <clears throat> yeah. i thought i saw a tweet in, uh, specifically about um an interaction about uh, uh, cheering on her husband's team. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what that tweet. Oh, that's said. right. That's right. You said something about go go Preds or something like that. Or uh, oh, right, right, okay. right. Yeah. So yeah, one of the times that I that I met her, I was I was really nervous because um, she's Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I and I generally don't get flummoxed kind of around celebrities um and i and this this is going to sound conceited the way that it comes out but i mean it in the in a genuine way when you meet enough celebrities you sort of get desensitized to the whole like aura that they have and you need Um, you need to i mean yeah you do i mean because i'm i'm trying to come across as a professional you know say hey you know thank you for for coming to our town yada yada um but one of the times that i was i was back talking with her she's just one of those people that kind of 
um, you know, you, you just sort of lose your, your frame of mind and you forget what you're going to say. And, and I went to, to, to say, you know, kind of like a, a little bit of a suck up, like, Hey, go Preds. But instead I said, like, I, I got like a, a bubble in my throat or something and so it sounded like i said go reds like i was talking about the baseball team and she looked genuinely confused yeah and i was like okay and so i was like i mean preds and she's like oh oh oh, okay yeah i liked it i thought it was a really good story i was like oh yeah and i you know of course leave leave and you always want a celebrity to to have a positive uh viewpoint of you even though your interaction is so short i just walked out of there going oh man she thinks i'm an idiot and i don't know like what team her husband plays for i just, i felt really dumb but then of course you know i have uh some time to think about it i'm like ah she will completely forget this exactly. interaction in about two hours exactly yeah don't don't worry about that uh yeah my, um i was talking to my uncle this weekend and let's get into the uh um the community episode soon um uh, i'm still working on that transition people can fast forward if they don't like this but I'll, I'll say this one of my favorite things about um you know i listened to a bunch of podcasts and um uh bizarre states was one of them so shout out to bizarre states and yeah. I, I, you know i i loved uh, bowser and and showbot like far more than i ever liked what they were talking about I, they're just great people so i don't know I, i'll win some people that way and and uh and we'll lose some people that way but um <laughs> But we're we'll we'll talk about community soon, especially especially next week when I I have, you know, uh, the, a really great guest on uh, writer, um, you know, uh, who can talk. We'll talk purely about community this week. I'm talking to Luke, and we're going to talk about whatever I want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I was going to say is, um, so my uncle talked about um, well, as he was growing up because his my my grandfather was uh, was a, a movie star and and so he talking about his dad um, he he would meet people all the time and they would just be like yeah okay you know dad's having um, Robert Mitchum over um, he's having um, oh there's uh, Desi Arnaz and and uh, Lucille Ball again um, you know, so, it, you know, it, you just get to that immunity to like, who you know, who cares? So, um, yeah. uh, you know, now he, he's looking back and go, I wish I would have t- asked my uh, my dad about meeting all these people and working with these people. And, you know, what was it like working with Jerry Lewis and, and Dean Martin and um, those kinds of questions. But um, anyway, uh, so, that yeah, let's get into the episode. Um, I think uh, uh, social psychology. Um, uh, you're you're obviously a fan of Community. Um, yep. You know, you've, did you watch the show live, or, or is it something that you have, uh, you know, over time with some, uh, like after it came on? Um, there's no wrong answer to that. <laughs> Here in Community <laughs> no, I, Land, it's okay. <laughs> no, I absolutely watched it yeah. live. In fact, uh, uh, I remember specifically, you know, we go back to 2009, being you know really really excited about the show and i you know i was very into um you know sort of that must see tv type of comedy and um you know just about anything that they would you know roll out i was a fan of and i was specifically i remember being excited about this show because it was going to be a show with chevy chase in it because i was like oh that's great you know chevy chase is coming to you know yeah coming to primetime comedy and this is going to be a big deal and um so that was sort of the the carrot that got me into the show and then 
you know, I knew Joel from Talk Soup. And so I was like, okay, there's a couple of familiar faces in this show. I can get into that. And if I have a couple of familiar faces uh, with a new show, I'm more apt to watch it because there's a familiarity factor. And so sure. I feel a little more comfortable with the show. Uh, but it, it hooked me almost, almost instantly. Uh, took a couple of episodes, but uh, I finally came around. And I was like, okay, yeah, this show like is speaking my language. Yeah, Wh which episode got you? Um, I would probably say it probably would have been around these episodes, like you know, one dot three dot four dot five, like those first few episodes where you know a little bit of the quirkiness came out, and I think it was actually uh, you know Donald's portrayal of Troy that you know he was the first character that i latched on to you know as somebody who i didn't know of any of his work prior yeah so um you know his him just being like saying those really funny like lines of, of dialogue that made me laugh like genuinely out loud um you know that he sort of became you know the character that i started to watch the show for yeah um and then you know i obviously you know learned to love every one of the characters yeah 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 that's uh you know uh, chevy chase um I, w I mentioned last week that um I, I loved his spies like us and his snl work um so that was great to see him come back um uh but i had actually seen donald on his Derek comedy stuff uh that was uh -huh. on the internet so so i kind of was like oh yeah i think that's the guy from um he has a very uh famous uh <laughs> A, it's called bro rape it didn't it, comedy sometimes does not age well and oh uh, sure oh yeah it's it's one of those he's like yeah probably good to forget that one um <laughs> you know dan Harmon has a bunch of those too but um uh yeah i th that's we i think um this next episode is one of the ones that got me the um i like social psych psychology i liked um john oliver it was great to have yes. him kind of he, he was in the pilot and then you don't see him basically for two episodes. And then all of a sudden he's back, not just for this episode, but uh, a couple of these episodes in a row. Um, next, uh, the next episode is the advanced, um, criminal law. And yeah. And I'm, a, I'm a big John Oliver fan too. Yeah. So to, to see him in this show was really great. And I, I think he's, you know, just about anything that he says is funny and, so, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I, mean, I think it was actually the, like, I think I started to really love the background, like, secondary characters. Mm -hmm. I started to love them first before I really kind of clenched, like, clenched on to, you know, the study group sure. completely. Okay, yeah. Um, so it was, it was actually really nice to have a show that had so many ensemble characters that were fun and likable and you liked when they showed up. I mean, even just, like, you know, the couple of times that Garrett pops up and he's just hilarious. Like every, just, he opens his mouth and he's funny. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, the, the fact that, you know, these, these characters were starting to, you know, establish themselves early on in these early episodes. And I think that, you know, and I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead from where you are already, but, you know, I think it's safe to say that, you know, season one was sort of the, the training wheel season where, you know, the show was trying to figure out exactly who it was and, and where it wanted to go and what it wanted to be. And I think it, you know, it got better and better as it went towards, uh, towards the end of the season. And obviously, you know, the seasons got better as they went. Um, but it was just really cool to, 
to go back. I mean, cause I, I've, I've done a, a couple of run throughs of, of the seasons. Um, but oftentimes I do find myself skipping much of season one uh, just because I want to, to pass over some of the sort of awkward getting to know the mm, characters. Yeah. Yep. And I don't, and I'm, I guess I don't really know why, like I need to go back and, you know, really spend time with the pilot and, you know, probably the first like six episodes again. Um, so that's why it was really kind of cool to go back and watch this one. Cause I hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah. And this is, this is one of those episodes where it feels like, okay, I, I um, it's not the gourmet meal. Um, it's not like the, the most, you know, laugh out loud episodes, but yeah. Um, but like I said, you get you get John Oliver back in the mix, and in your and and then you have Vaughn, you know Eric uh, Christian Olsen playing this, you know this goofy character that it's it's uh it, it feels like a, a bit of a parody, but like it's also not. <laughs> if yeah. you went to college or your high school, you had this dude uh, who. Oh yeah, there were tons of them. Yeah, and and especially like a gorgeous looking guy like this, you know, uh, I'm a. a a heterosexual man i've got three kids a beautiful wife but uh, i look at him and go yeah you know he's a good looking dude and he's playing um plays a really you know fun character uh, that has a, a story arc um in this middle of the this first season that um, kind of gets things through like you said the the training wheels and uh, well, you know, there's an interesting story about that that i heard uh, dan t- uh, talk about you know dan and i are in first uh um, first name terms. Uh, I mean, it's better than me calling that him. That he Mr. knows of yet. Yeah. I mean, it's better <laughs> than me calling him Mr. Harmon. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he told this story about the, especially this first season, this first season he came on and at a certain point in the, you know, writing and, and, in the producing, he was like, um, you know, he had the, the main, um, uh, producers, you know, so this is, um, the Russo brothers, which is like crazy to think that they're the Marvel, oh, yeah. Marvel guys are the ones who got this show off the ground. Um, yeah. um, Neil Goldman and Garrett Donovan, who are great writers and producers, uh, you know, story editors from Scrubs. Um, and then Dan, and he basically was like, you know, they were, I guess he was getting notes and, and um, getting information from Sony and from NBC. And, and at one point he was like, they were in the room and he's like, guys, you know, whose show do you think this is like not and he was not i'm and i'm probably getting part of the story wrong but basically it was like there are like all of these forces like trying you know to to craft this show and you've got like three different um factions of people who are are like the creative forces i mean he's the showrunner but you know you've got the russo brothers you've got this other team and and then you have you know the executives and um, my point being, it's like you can kind of feel that there are, you know, at times different episodes in different moments of this uh, this first season that feel very different um, than the rest of the uh, episodes. Uh, and it really goes on once you get to, um, I said it last week, once you get to the American Poultry um, episode um, and you have the first really true um, parody of the show. Uh, where yep. they do the mob episode um uh that's when the show really gets very different in my opinion um so uh oh yeah yeah cool um so this episode is written by liz kakowski and little fun factoid is she's married to uh akiva schaefer of lonely island fame 
Um, he's nice. actually he's the one who both basically is usually behind the the camera. He's usually the director. Uh, the other two guys, uh, Andy Samberg and forgive me, uh, other guy. Um, I, I I know his name not off the top of my head, but. Um, so uh, if you're placing names, but they, they were all on Liz and Akiva and Andy Sandberg and, and the other friend, they were all on um, SNL together. And I think that's where Liz and Akiva must have met. But um, in addition to SNL, she wrote uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is cool. And she wrote and produced on the show Last Man on Earth, which is, uh, I would assume you're probably into. Do, do you like that show? Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a show that I have uh, that I've really grabbed onto. Yeah, but I've, yeah. I've, the times that I've watched it, I think it's a funny show. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those like, if you don't put in the time, it you won't like it. But also, if you don't really buy into that kind of like grimacing humor, um, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, this is me putting my on my radio guy like uh, appreciating all things. <laughs> Um, I can see why someone wouldn't like it. I won't be uh, um, super uh, opinionated on that. Uh, I can oh, see, sure. yeah, I can see why some some people like it and don't like it. Um, but the uh, uh, anyway, she she wrote that. She wrote this episode. Um, there's uh, three main story points: the Annie going through the social psychology class, um, Britta and Vaughn hooking up, and then you kind of have this sub sub story of Pierce and his inoculars. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, any, any of those, ep the, those stories kind of stick out to you as something that you, uh, you got into in particular? Um, I mean, look, the, uh, the social experiment, um, with Duncan's class was, was for me definitely the, the funnier of all the plot lines. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Jeff and Shirley's relationship and, and, you know, Shirley finding out that she and Jeff could, uh, they could sort of bond over her gossip. Um, definitely, you know, I think it carries the A plot for the whole show. Um, and it, it winds in nicely with Vaughn and Britta's relationship and how, you know, they sort of realize that once they have found common ground and they can both make fun of him, um, it, it's a nice, you know, way to see sort of the, the, the bricks of the house of the relationship that Jeff and Shirley build. Um, and plus, you know, you're, you're getting that early uh, awkward will they won't they from Jeff and Britta still, um, but definitely you know the sort of the, the B plot of the episode with the social experiment in Duncan's class was was definitely uh, you know my favorite plot line of the episode because again as I said earlier it really provided uh, a couple of really awesome lines from Troy. Yeah, anytime that Troy gets to to put in a, a quip here or there. Um that's uh yeah, he's just like the um the exclamation point on on a storyline um he's yeah yeah he's he adds a, a lot to it um <laughs> i think there's one of the memes that you often see is uh the troy walk you know walking on his hands dragging his legs behind him um oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the uh it's the what is taking so yeah. long i wasted all day you <laughs> And then he just kind of trails off. You promised butt stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and, I, and I think that my favorite, like my favorite punctuation of that entire joke is when it's off camera. And I think they're, 
they're showing uh, Annie and Duncan, but you can still hear the audio from Troy coming from the <laughs> monitor. And you just hear him say, there's so much dust in here as he's like dragging his legs. I mean, that I mean, it's it's those little lines like that that just kill me every time. And like, you know, Donald is is so good at his comedic timing and just his delivery. And it was just, you know, one of uh, so many examples of brilliance that he had in this show. Yeah, yeah, he um, he was on Thirty Rock in between his Dare comedy and and this, uh, so I, I'm sure he picked up some from that. But he's you know, I mean, what what can he say? You know, yeah. childish can be. You know, we it's almost like it, we get it. You're amazing. You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously, the, the guy can. I mean, he can literally do no wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, if there's if there was any sort of lasting legacy for me from. Uh, watching this show, it's that I became, you know, just a, a huge fan of Donald Glover in in any and all of his uh, endeavors. You know, I was, uh, you know, I was excited to see him perform live. And no, you, you got know, to see I mean, him the, live. That's awesome. I did. Yeah, I did. I got to see him on his uh, what I, I what he was calling his last tour. Mm -hmm. uh, so which I said, okay, I I can't miss out on the opportunity to see that and. I was really glad that I did, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the the guy could come and you know read a read the phone book in a coffee shop, and I would pay top dollar to watch. Yeah, yeah, and I I was excited to hear um, uh, he didn't make it to the ten year anniversary you know panel, but um, apparently he he made it to the the dinner, um, and so excited to hear that he's still connected to those people um, and to the study group guys and girls and. Um, you know, it, the reason I say that is just because it, there's a glimmer of hope that, um, oh, sure. And, a, and a podcast will turn really into, and a movie. Um, yes, which, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and not to, and not to kind of derail as we're talking about the episode here, but just kind of one thing I want to, I want to just throw in when you mentioned the, uh, the reunion and the, and the, the vulture, sure. uh, thing is that, uh, I love the fact that one of them, and I can't remember who mentioned it, but one of them mentioned that they have sort of a group chat going and everybody's in on this group chat and I would pay good money to be a fly on the mm -hmm. wall in this group chat of this cast. Oh, I yeah. just think it would be, it would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Instagram's a pretty great place to follow them. And they, um, it's, it's fun to see, uh, um, Ken Young and, and Joel McHale go back and forth at each other because they, mm -hmm. they, um, they have a, a fun rivalry and, and, yeah. um, and, and, you know, so, uh, speaking of, of, uh, of Chang, um, I, I, I think his outburst, um, the very first, um, I'm, this is me, the, my segue back to the, to the episode, his outburst, um, it's just, I, I mean, I just love when that guy like freaks out, you know, like yeah. when it reminds me of, of course, of his first, uh, of the second episode where he's. You know, I'll tell you um, why uh, I t teach Spanish, and then you know he just does his thing, and uh, so I I just love um, his outburst at the beginning. You know, it's it's like you expect him to do something, and he doesn't fail to um, to show up and, and make that happen, and um, so I really yeah, and, and you know, and on top of that, you know, just the the super awkwardness of him and Annie at the beginning of the episode when he. <laughs> He's analyzing the handwriting, and he just like gets all up in her face, and like because I mean, you you know that there's even in 2009, like there was no way like 
that kind of an interaction would actually happen in a school but yeah, the fact yeah, that exactly. like the just the 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 at the ending of the whole bit where he like kisses her on the forehead yeah. it is just it is so weird and so awkward but it's a great button on that bit yeah and yeah. it's just it kills me every time yeah yeah um i mean uh, uh, other than that, those kinds of moments you know like the episode is like i said kind of it's not like gourmet meal it's not like you're going oh there's so many bits um that you're just you know oh this and then this and then this um it's not anything against the writing of the episode it's it's really like um you're you're it's expository you're getting just like you're getting to know some of these characters and um yeah um and and I think some of that is like because you're taking, uh, you know, you you have Vaughn who kind of takes you know screen time away from the other characters. You know, Pierce is hardly in it. Um, yeah. Except for his inoculars moments there here and there, um, which is just you know a great you know seeing a boomer like fail with their technology. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, you know, I think the really the most hilarious point of the episode really is the end credits where um, Troy and Abed are sitting on the couch, and um, I will not uh, attempt any of the you know the accents that they they do because that no. might be a little inappropriate. But uh, nonetheless, they're hilarious in in the the Burning Man and Saddam Hussein, the Desperate Housewife, the the reggae man, and and then you know. Um, Joel, uh, uh, you know, um, coming in and just like, you guys are idiots. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> it just, yeah, I, I love those end credits. Um, not unlike and the, fact that, and yeah. the fact that they call that they called uh, that Troy calls Jeff Doctor Doogie Seacrest, yeah. which just is the one of the funniest names you could give him because it's yeah. like, oh my god, that's that is so fitting for that character. Yeah, knowing how you know how he is, that just that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, um, um. You know, Joel wants the character to be like, and you know, the, the Jeff's character is like, um, he's like the the prettiest, the smartest, the most hand, like, uh, the, the wittiest. Like he he's gets to, he's trying to be all of these best things, and it's like, dude, you can't be all of these things. And and slowly over time, like his character, like, and we can talk now, big picture of 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 the seasons and stuff, because uh, I have I have some some questions for you, but. You know, it's it really is fascinating to see Jeff in this first season. You know, they really focus on like uh, the growth of his character and how, you know, he, um, you know, even in the in the return after this, I think it's the 13th episode, and when he comes back from the the holidays, he's like, "Listen, I don't care about this this you know you guys," and and he's like, "Just kidding," and he's he's really like moving into like I love this community of people and I love you know he's totally opposite of where he was um but yeah but even beyond that he starts turning into like i i don't know just a a really weird kind of the same thing with britta they're just not this the same as they were um in in um in so much that like uh, you know they're hardly recognizable in in some ways i think britta is very 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 different of a character from uh season one to to later seasons um where they're they're really harping on her for brittering thing brit yeah i just britted the brittering (laughs) (laughs) nice um but she brittas things and um it just they really just have uh they change the characters over time and uh, i don't know what you think about about that 
Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. And even just uh, just like the cinematography of the episode and just the fact that, you know, they're outside walking around, um, you know, when they're going between classes. I mean, even that was very different because I don't think that they show anything like that uh, past season one. Uh, you know, you can obviously tell that there was a there were some big changes made between season one and season two, and they sort of uh, nailed down what the the core sets were going to be yep. and locations. And, you know, and just the fact that they spent so much time outside uh, walking around was just it was like, wow, this is like a really different type of an episode. Uh, but then you remember that this is, you know, early on in the series and they're figuring out who they are. So, exactly, you know, they're, yep. they're figuring out, where, you know, where it's like you you I, I can't even remember now that i think about it i i think we very rarely saw the study room at all in this episode which is very very uncommon unless you know if you, if you watch the rest of the series um you know the study room is sort of the home base for everything yeah. but you know it's very rarely seen in this first step in this episode yeah and, and that's one of the questions i'm going to have for um uh the writer next week i don't want to say his name because i'm like jinxing it but um i'm gonna ask them about uh you know this episode could literally been written you know right after the pilot you know and depending on how they were writing this and and you know it it does feel in a lot of ways um you know some of these episodes could just you know they're they're written so out of sync with maybe like an overarching um (coughs) theme uh, or you know and the story And, and really it's just it's a this main story is about you know advancing the jeff and britta's like relationship turning it from you know a romantic thing which happened at the uh, end of last episode where they kiss into like really more of just hey i'm doing this other thing like they actually don't even really address it the yeah the kiss so it's it, it, you know so um so if Liz ever listens to this episode and she thinks we're criticizing this, uh, or I should say, if she thinks I'm criticizing, you did great. I, uh, <laughs> if she thinks I'm criticizing, it's not at all. I just think, um, you know, you, you're writing, especially in this first season where they had 25 episodes, you're writing all these episodes probably out of sequence, you know, probably with very little, you know, you know, actual details from other episodes that are happening. So, um, I think maybe that's what, what happens in this where you just have, Hey, we need to advance a little bit of the storyline, but you know, here's your A, B and C plots, um, you know, that we think could happen now. Go write your episode. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's one of the reasons I want to do all of this, uh, these, these, uh, episodes and talk to as many people as I can, because I think it would be really fascinating to know as much as possible about, you know, how these episodes were made and, 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 um, know know where some of these stories came from and um uh i think there's next week that um is going to be really great because uh we'll know some of the like where some of the the jokes came from and uh i think that's sometimes where i'm like i repeat this line all the time um you know next next week so it's uh the advanced criminal law there's a line about um uh, where Chang is basically like, and it was her time of the, or, you know, and she was basically references her time of the month. And, and he says, if you know what I mean. And I say, if you know what I mean all the time, yeah. like 
and no one else knows what I'm talking about, but I just, I think it's so funny because then what's Jeff's retort? He's like, uh, objection. I don't know what he, what he I don't know what he means. <laughs> it's like, I just love the, that back and forth of, uh, these characters that we are beginning to see how quick and rapid fire the, the dialogue can be. Which is funny because I think I, if there was going to be a line that I took from this particular episode and started using it in my day-to-day life, it would actually be the line from Vaughn where he's like, this is the least tight thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I was, that was good. You, I, I nailed it. You, you asked, you answered one of, my, one of my questions without me having to ask it. Yeah. That's uh is that like a thing in, in um, uh, the DJ world? Like uh, getting someone to answer a question before you have to ask it? I don't know. Uh, it's nice when it happens. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, it definitely helps. And it's, it's funny too, that, you know, just in the mention of, of my everyday life is that I, there are, you know, are several shows that I, you know, really attached myself to, you know, I mentioned earlier scrubs and, you know, I was a big Veronica Mars fan. Oh, nice. Um, and, uh, those and, and community too. I mean, there's a lot of shows that I try to sneak references hmm. to like in just everyday conversation on the air um you know i think i've i've probably dropped abed's cool 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 like a hundred thousand times already um but i like to just drop in like little things here and there uh that you know if somebody who was a fan of the show hears it i hope it's kind of like they think it's like a little hat tip to it awesome yeah that's so great i'll make sure that uh um the community world, um, you know, because I'm con- I'm starting to connect with a bunch of the the fan Twitter uh, groups that were in existence kind of during the heyday, and and uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that they check out uh, ninety three point three um, so that uh, they're they're listening to our, um, our new favorite uh, morning DJ. Um, <laughs> and, and also, if I if I ever find uh, somebody who uh, who looks like John Hinckley, I am definitely going to tell them to go kill John Lennon again, you loser. <laughs> I, That's such a I actually, line. I had to stop watching because I was laughing so hard and I had to go back and rewatch it like three times. It was just, it's just so funny. And of course now I, I can't look at Garrett like the same way now. It's gonna, <laughs> that line's going to pop in my head every single time I hear it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I can't wait to interview him. Um, the actor who plays Garrett, Eric, um, uh hopefully someday he didn't say yes yeah. yet, but um after this maybe um because i'm nailing this right right luke no yes no. <laughs> um no uh so i have a couple um controversial questions now um sure and now that we've uh, listen i we could talk about the episode i don't know every which way but i think we've nailed some different angles and and it's great um but i i i think we need to talk about the elephant in the room which is season four and you uh, know, yes. while I have you on on the line and talking, I, I just want to know what your opinion is. Um, you know, watch it or ignore it. Uh, you know, I am a uh, I'm a watch it for season four. I love um, you. <laughs> I'm actually I'm less of a watch it when it comes to season six, the Yahoo season. <sighs> I hate you. <laughs> See, I knew we were gonna roller coaster. Uh, just because it, it's it's a harder season for me to watch, um, but I even though you know, I mean look Dan I do believe was the the heart and soul of of this show, there really was some really good episodes in season four. Yep. Um, and, I mean you can definitely you can definitely tell that there is you know a, a seismic change 
Um, and they really did try to make like, I mean, like the whole Changnesia and all that. Like yeah. they really tried to make some running gags really stick. And, you know, they, they're not the best, but I mean, there's still some really, really great. I mean, uh, intro to felt surrogacy yeah. is uh, yep. still a hilarious episode. Yep. And Sarah Bareilles is one of my favorite singers. Yep. So the fact that she showed up in that episode was just like, okay, they can't go wrong with this. And that felt like a very like Dan episode. Like, yeah of course they would go to puppets like of course they would yep. um so you know that one i is is one that i definitely remember uh from season four uh but there was just a lot of stuff that was in that um in that particular season that i thought was really good stuff and i wish it was a it was a longer season because i think that was the first 13 uh show season um so you know i i wish it was longer because i would have liked to see where those showrunners would have gone with it yeah uh, but you know, uh, I, oh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Conventions of Space and Time. Yeah, that's the one where they go to. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they go to the Inspector Space Time uh, convention, and you know, Jeff is uh, mistaken for you know a cast member. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff Battle in that episode. Battle before Thoraxis, yeah. Battle before Thoraxis, yep. yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, for me, long long-winded answer. Season four is a watch for me. Yeah, that's that's uh, we agree, and I think it's. There are uh, because uh, in particular you mentioned the the puppet episode, which um, I think captures one of those really heartfelt moments where um, that Dan is so good at. You know, he has um, these moments where you're you know it was like in the last episode where you know um, uh, Abed's dad is crying uh, over over trying finally understanding his son and mm-hmm. um, you know I think it, there, it, there's multiple times in this show where you have this um, this emotion where it's like w- this is supposed to be a funny show like wh- why am I like really getting emotional over this and and yeah um, and I, I in particular that episode where you know Troy singing about um, starting the, the forest fire and um, yeah, you know, it's just it's uh, yeah. I just think that um, the episode there's probably half of those episodes I think are not great, um, and other half are like no, these are really good community episodes that uh, we I, I scoff at people say you know I heard someone uh, say I, I don't I've never watched that season and I'm just like I these are still the actors they're mm-hmm. still like many of the same writers. Um, I'm and I get like the loyalty to Dan, but uh, like, come on, like, uh, you're, yeah. I, I think it's it maybe is felt here or there, but at the same time, you know, give give credit to these actors who are still playing these roles that we love. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the first episode is the Halloween one where they go to Pierce's house. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, forgive me for not off having these things off the top of my head the names but um that one is uh i thought that was a pretty good one they go to pierce's house and there's you know the chevy chase painting of you know when he was young and um, yeah the the sex swing <laughs> he's like um yeah what is what's another one of those troy lines where he's like oh it, pierce never let me use that and you know um something like along those lines but yeah uh, asking if he can like if he and how high he can go before yeah. he or like how far he can jump when he jumps off of it yeah yeah so uh yeah, agreed so we're we're alignment that i'm surprised about season six but 
again, you know, I, I think um, to each their own on, on that one. I think uh, w- one thing I do know is that Rob Schraub, who is a, a hero of mine, that he's friends with Dan. Um, they did uh, Ben Stiller together, and and they do Harmontown together. Did uh, when it was on, and I, I really like his humor and his sensibilities. And he directed and and did some stuff on on the later episodes and. Uh, I really like Keith David. Um, I thought, uh, especially the the incest wedding was just yeah. it's um, it, it's pure gold. That most of that episode is just uh, you know nails it. Um, so, but but I get it. it, it it's uh, it is not necessarily the community that we're watching season one. Uh, oh sure, all. yeah. So and I and I do have to say that you know I. It was it was hard for me because again, um, I'll go back to Donald Glover. You know, after he left in season five, um, you know, I stuck with the show, and it was still a show I liked a lot. But by you know by season five, he was a character that I had. I mean, he was the reason I was watching the show, and um, and especially his relationship with Abed. I mean, they were you know they made the show for me. I mean, I love all the other characters, but they made the show, and you know after. Donald left the show it was a harder watch for me I mean I still loved it I still I still tuned in every week um, but it was just harder and harder to watch um, and then you know once the uh, once the sixth season got underway um, you know I, I, I found myself missing Donald's contribution to the cast um, you know the additions that they made to the cast were, were, were fine um, but there was just there was an intangible that Donald brought to the show that you just you could not replace. And so that's why I think that, you know, season six for me, while I still watch it, I still enjoy it as part of the canon of the show. It's just a harder watch for me because it's that big piece for me that's missing. Yeah. I, I, I cannot argue with, with that. I mean, I think um, I've learned to really appreciate Shirley, um, um, Yvette, uh, Nicole Brown over the years um, as, mm-hmm. as her character had, you know, had turned from you know kind of annoying christian housewife to really just uh into her own as as uh, uh the seasons went on and um you know there's there's elements of that where she's gone and um you know she and and annie would also often bounce off of each other and and you know hound on on britta and um yeah you, you lose some of the original magic and um it's uh yeah it's it, it's hard to recover from that it's, i yeah. think donald is is one of the the hardest but uh like i said i i really thought keith david was um uh did it did really well in the role um and they you know so uh yep. yeah that's that's the beauty of uh being a fan and and talking about these things we have our a different uh approaches different opinions um you know, uh, as we wrap up, I think the, the kind of the last question I'm asking everyone is, um, uh, and I, and I think I might kind of get some, get already where this, this answer will land, but, um, you know, which characters, character or characters are you, you know, where, who, how do you get defined by our favorite characters? Um, I, it's funny. Uh, I was actually thinking you might ask this question, um, because there, there is a little bit of almost every character mm-hmm. in me um i don't know if there's so much any shirley in me um except for the fact that you know i just she's a very 
kind person and I, I like to think myself as being similar. Um, but I mean, if I had to pick uh, down to just a couple characters, I mean, it's gotta be Troy and Abed uh, just because, uh, you know, I can rattle off just about any kind of a pop culture reference. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Doctor Who and in the shape of uh, Abed's in- Inspector Spacetime. Uh, and Troy is just one of those guys who can say almost anything and um, completely take over a conversation. Um, I'm not saying that that's how I am, but uh, he just is one of those people. He can interject anything and suddenly everything is funny. Um, and he's just one of those guys that, you know, I like there were times when I was like, oh, I really wish I could say something that funny. <laughs> Uh, to, to sort of punctuate a conversation, but uh, yeah, if I like I said, if I had to pick, it would probably be those two. Um, and yeah. you know, I one of like my, my one of my prized uh, collectibles from the show is a is a Troy and Abed in the morning mug. Nice. Uh, it was like it was like one of the first collectibles I got from the show. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely those two guys. I mean, I would have gladly uh, watched a show that was just based around the two of them and their friendship. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I can see that. Um, I figured your affinity for Troy was there and, 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 uh, as well as Abed. And, um, I, uh, I, I think I, I would ask this question. Have you ever done Luke and Amy in the morning? <laughs> because if not, I, I don't know, I should get a dime every time you do say it because <laughs> you should be saying it on your show and I would love it if, uh, uh, you give me a heads up if you ever ever do it or or get a recording because that would be awesome. Um, you know what I I, I you know, now that you say that I absolutely will. <laughs> nice because um, because that was God that was always just one of my favorite yeah. bits uh, whenever they did the the talk show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll have to uh, figure I'll have to it make out. Make sure that we we <laughs> record something like that for one of our shows. Awesome, um, that would be great because I, I think with the the tool that I have um, for hosting or posting these podcasts, I think I can actually add stuff later so if you ever get that when you doing it uh i'll add it to the podcast so at the end of the episode uh, there'll be you know luke and amy in the morning little um, blurb at the end so because that would be 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 pretty amazing so um yeah so this this will be the part right here in the podcast where you insert when i did it right right now now perfect um sweet uh i think uh i think that's good man um we we nailed uh almost an hour which is uh yeah which is uh I, you know i've been hitting like 40 half an hour by myself 45 with evan last week and past that because you were uh awesome you did you were amazing thanks so much for uh you know just bringing your professionalism to this uh the, this podcast that I'm just uh, slowly but surely learning how to uh, to make happen, but I, I figured no one else was really doing this, so how do we do this? And I'd love to talk to writers and producers and, um, you know, like you said, some of those characters in the background that, like, have they ever had a voice, you know, uh, a place to kind of share their experiences? Because if yeah. not, like, you know, come on and tell me about being Neil on uh, community because uh, that would be great, Neil. Um, I, I, I follow him on, on on Twitter, so I'm trying to get these guys to, to come on. Excellent. Uh, so, um, and if I could before before yeah, we before sure, we wrap ahead. up, I I do want to give just a shout out. Uh, I didn't know if you were going to mention uh, favorite episodes or not. Oh yeah. Great. Um, so 
Uh, I know most people immediately jump to remedial chaos theory, yeah. uh, which obviously, you know, I, I think if you're a fan of the show, if you don't like that episode, you're the cops. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I do have to give a shout out to uh, digital estate planning, AKA the eight bit episode. Yep, that's, a great um, one. that's, I mean, that's an all time favorite of mine. And so, and it's like, it is my go-to if I just, if I just want to watch something on TV or if I just need a, a pick me up. I mean, that is my episode for sure. So that is, uh, I mean, if, if people aren't swearing by that one, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. I can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the dungeons and dungeons and dragons, both of those episodes are pretty great. Um, as well as, um, I'm, I'm a fan of the cooperative, uh, calligraphy episode, uh-huh. which is the bottle episode. Love that one. Um, and then the cooperative polygraphy where they do the polygraph test together. I can watch yes. that one and have tears coming down my face every single time. Cause it's just, it's so good. So, Absolutely. Um, but with that, thank you, Luke, for joining us. Um, with six yeah. seasons and a podcast, you were awesome and uh, have you back. If, uh, we need uh, a co-host to, to fill in and, and, uh, or even if I, I have someone that maybe, uh, Maybe you can join me in, in talking with them because I think absolutely. Be, I'd be awesome. happy to do it. Uh, I love talking about this show. Awesome. Thanks so much, Luke.